After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we will be talking about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Ah, yoga, the new anger management. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. A little nervous doing the show today. I um, recorded a different podcast yesterday, Spotless. Yeah. You're you're familiar? You're cleaning podcast with Hannah. Yeah, and I was excited. It seemed like a good show. Hannah was here in town, so we got to do the show in person for a change. And last night, I was feeling, I don't know, maybe good a feeling i don't have very often the opposite of bad right and so uh well maybe not quite good but less bad um as bart simpson would say um but um so i was like you know what i'll I'll dip in i'll take a listen to that show yesterday good energy or whatever no i don't and i was like yeah good energy and i i put on the show and i just sound like i just woke up and I didn't just wake up. It was the middle of the day. I was feeling great. I remembered it as being a fun show. And I just sounded like a low energy, <laughs> sleepy head. Oh. And so I'm trying to bring more energy to this today. And well, that's I, a lesson for everybody. Don't go back and listen to your own podcast. I would It'll urge get in you your not head. to overcorrect however we're going big today <laughs> I, don't, I listen so i listen to our show every week i listen to atm every week um i've certainly listened to many spotlesses i've listened to many tbtls and i you know i didn't listen to the one you did yesterday so i couldn't say for sure but i i suspect maybe you're a little overly attuned to, to your self-criticism. Anyway, well, thank you. I uh, didn't mean to start the show like that today. Uh, that was just, <laughs> I guess, apparently on my mind and it yeah. came seeping out. Um, but we will be talking about TV commercials today. That is a promise. That is what we do here. In That's fact, the ATM promise. <laughs> this is a... Um, We've only broken it four or five times. <laughs> this week. Um, so we you put together today's show. It, we're, we're doing some winking. We're doing some nodding. What's going on? Yeah, actually, I got thinking about this because um, of an ad that we talked about last week. Uh, it was in reference to the bake- the decision to take the um, progressive campaign away from Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. and how he said it would have been fun for them to do a, a like moving out day as he leaves the Cleveland Browns to yeah. a moving out um, edition of the campaign. And then we talked about an AT&T ad with um, quarterback Matt Stafford where they actually did kind of use it as a way to refer to his his actual football career. Yeah, his trade his, away from, um, I guess, Detroit, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I was thinking about that kind of like, you know, this idea of uh, commercials where celebrities do kind of a meta commentary about their real lives in the format of this commercial for some unrelated product. And then I saw that an ad f- uh, starring Tom Brady that also is doing that, although yeah. I would argue to less effect. So I, I ended up finding uh, quite a few ads where some famous person is winking or nodding or alluding to in some way their their own real life, either notoriety mm-hmm. or career or success or, or failure or whatever. And I'm so we've, we've pulled together a, a, 
a list of commercials that are kind of meta commentary by celebrity spokespeople. Okay, good. And also, uh, we'll check in with the ad council as we always do. Um, I see that we have another jingle. We've got from a great jingle counselor. from an ad from a real all ad counselor all star jingler. Ah, great! So it'll be really fun to hear that one. All right, can't wait to listen. Why don't they do what they say? Should we start with the Matt Stafford commercial? I think we did end up squeezing this in last week. We but did. This but might be a tone setter. Just as a tone setter, this is uh, Matt Stafford talking to uh, Lily from AT and T, mm-hmm. their longtime spokesperson. Um, and Why can I? Ne- is it Vainstrub? I think it's Vaintrub. Vaintrub. Milana. Pretty close. Milana Vaintrub. Yeah. Uh, they're having a conversation, and they into the in the guise of talking about getting a new phone, he's really talking about getting a new football team. Which, the one thing about this commercial is I I like this commercial, and I I noted this last week as well, but I do think there's a layer of complication to this that is unnecessary, and that is the fact that this was clearly a commercial that was made for basketball season, and so they reference, I think the, I want to say the NBA playoffs at the beginning of this, or some sort of NBA-related thing, and it's like, we're the whole point of this commercial is we're talking to a football man, and he's winking and nodding about his own football career and I think it starts off a little confusing because it's there's also the secondary premise that like Lily is prepping him to fill in for her right at the store while she goes to the basketball game or something it's like, I'll be honest with you I did not know that I know I've <laughs> <laughs> watched this commercial several times I've seen it many times in real life and I did not really pay attention to the early part of to chapter one, uh, which is that that he is being trained. Now, yeah, if you didn't notice that, now I'm worried that I might be no, wrong about that. I'm sure you're right about that. But I only That's watched just how it. Kind of glancingly <laughs> interesting this commercial is to me, really. But I, I, I think well, the funny I, part is at the end where he yeah. like winks at the camera. Because I, I think I'm right, but I could be wrong. But I saw this for the first time last week on the show. And we had just Googled it on the fly. But it, it, my memory is, at least the one we played last week, begins with her saying, like, okay, because it's the NBA playoffs or something like that, you're going to be filling in for me, and these are the rules of the road is as far as... Is she in the NBA playoffs? I don't know. Let's see if I'm right about this. I'll bet you a million bucks I have to cut this all out because none of it's relevant. <laughs> when I'm out for March Madness, you'll cover There fun. it is. Okay, not the NBA playoffs. You're right. But it's the March... So okay, it's a March I... Madness-specific commercial. So why are you making this whole analogy of a football player here? Yes, I am actually did note at one point that she says when I'm out for March Madness and I remember thinking why is she out for March Madness I actually kind of like that that's probably like her character is just obsessed and is going to try to be watching all of the games and following her brackets okay so or it's just it's just because she's a fan that's my guess yeah and I'm glad that they made a woman like a big basketball fan you know what I mean like yeah. the, the the stereotype is is to have it be a brosophy thing but anyway yeah so that that's just one layer of complication here that is that irritates me a little bit I wish they would have used Matt Stafford for a different commercial but i'll bet you the march madness is the time that they have a lot of viewers and want to use their star power so okay here we go again when i'm out for march madness you'll cover phone trades Uh people can get a free samsung galaxy s22 when they trade in a galaxy any year any condition oh i get it so you can take your old phone that you've had for 12 years and loved every minute of and trade it in for something new that suits your life now that's right yeah then enjoy immediate success even though you'll never forget your old phone ever it's a great trade life-changing 
Get a free Samsung Galaxy. And of course, when he winks at the camera, you hear the wink. And I yeah. love that. I love that. It is funny to imagine having a phone for 12 years. I know. What would a 12-year-old right? cell phone look like? I know. I know. How old is mine? Uh, when did the Galaxy... Let's just do this. Because I feel like I want a new phone already. But really, mine is not as beat up as it should be. I'm going to tell you something that I've been that you should probably know. But I, I don't want to tell you because you're going to be mad at me. But if I tell you on the show... Maybe you won't be quite as mad because you're I, in performer mode. I will be quite as mad. Um, I might even be performatively more mad. <laughs> I didn't play this right. Um, so I have a Galaxy S10, and I got it new whenever it came out, you know, probably five years ago at least. Um, and I have now learned to put those screen protectors on my phone because I, I, for the longest time I didn't need them, and then finally one time I broke one of my phones and... It was expensive to fix and eventually replace, blah, blah, blah. Well, I put these kind of hard shell but clear protective coverings on the uh, on the screen of my phone. And as I go through life, those have cracked on me several times. So I kind of keep replacing them. And they're not cheap. They're like 30 bucks or something, right? Yeah. Um, and I might have gone through three of them during the life of this phone. And I have another one that's sitting in my drawer right now, and it's custom for this phone. But I kept on putting off applying it. I hate putting those things they on. They are a pain it's to put on. It's such a thing. And so now for the past year and a half or so, I've had this $30 screen protector sitting in my drawer. My phone has been out there in the wild without the screen protector on. The screen sucks just now. Just raw dogging it. It's not, I hate that phrase, it's not cracked or anything, but it's just like scratched up and not that nice. And now I kind of want a new phone. And Excuse me, I have a Galaxy S8. Get I in know, line, buddy. I know. You can get a phone after I get a phone. <laughs> it's, it's a real... So- um, taming of the shrew situation here. But there are so when I, my, I don't get that. When my phone, when, you can only get your phone replaced once my phone gets replaced. Oh my gosh. Also, the S10 has only been out my since phone 2019. Is, my phone is the Kate. Been, your phone is the Bianca. I don't know any of those words, but I am so wrong. I thought I've had this sh- phone for five years. It didn't even come out until 2019. Mine came out in 2017. And I'm you already see me complaining. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm spoiled. I'm already making noise about getting a new phone. This thing's only like three years old. Anyway. My understanding from Matt Stafford is a phone can live for 12 years. Yeah, exactly. Boy, that phone will not be able to handle any modern apps. I'll tell you that much right now. But we're we're way off topic. We are here. way off topic. Thank you for not yelling at me. I don't like being hollered at. Um, so that was the Matt Stafford commercial. Let's Let's come back to, do you want to do the Tom Brady one that you mentioned? Yeah, so this one is for Hertz. Tom Brady's been doing some commercials for Hertz, and some of them are actually pretty funny. Like, clearly, Tom Brady has a good agent or someone, manager, someone in his corner who's really encouraging him to have fun with his image. There's one for Hertz where uh, somebody comes in, and this isn't what we're going to look at, but there's one where he someone comes in to get a car from Hertz, and they see Tom Brady sitting in a chair plugged into a charging station because he is also a computer. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's I pretty like him fun. laughing at himself. And I like the fact that it's Hertz. It's like a good brand. Like nothing bad could ever happen to a football player who advertises for Hertz. <laughs> so that's <laughs> like now I, now I now I worry for everybody in uh, Tom Brady's life. Right. Um, okay, so should we play this one? What's going on here? In this one, for some reason, instead of being like a customer of Hertz or a product of Hertz, um, he's directing his own commercial for Hertz. Okay. It's a little confusing. I'll be interested to see. I've watched it several times. It's playing on things that I'm watching. Is it postmodern? 
Um, I mean, in the sense that, yeah, it's like it, it, we're watching a commercial being made. But in the middle of making the commercial, he basically sort of has this revelation that he wants, he doesn't want to quit. He wants to stay because, of course, that's what Count Brady does is he mm-hmm. says he's retiring and then he doesn't retire. Exactly. Um, and so he's he's talking to the actors in this uh, Hertz commercial and the other production people like the, you know, light person and the camera person. And action. EV or Shelby? Ooh. Cut, cut. All right, look, bring it in. So you've been working at the same job for like 22 years, right? You're just not feeling it anymore. So you retired and that's when it hit you. Maybe all you needed was a vacation. Let's go. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I told you What the hell? Yeah, so to explain a little bit about what you just heard there. <laughs> what in the living hell? It's It starts out with a, a lower third that says, like, post-retirement career change option number nine, director. Uh-huh. So he's directing this commercial for Hertz as his, like, post-football career move. Yeah. But then as he's describing to the actors in the commercial what their motivation yeah, would be. Yeah, he is giving them their motivation. I understand that correctly, he, right? So he's telling them. It dawns on him that okay. he, it's also applies to him, and he runs okay. away. And then I guess these folks are all Tampa Bay residents because he, when he starts saying, I'm not leaving, they react with just joy. Okay, I was confused. I thought he was saying he's not quitting his job as a director. <laughs> But then he I'm walks not even joking. Set. I'm such an idiot. No, um, but it's not very well made. It's really not. And it's they start like confusing. screaming and yelling, and you can't tell if they're angry or happy at yes, first, but, but then one of them hugs, hugs another person. Who Did Tom Brady actually direct this? <laughs> <laughs> because it's terribly That's directed. That's about how well it's directed, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe it's triple meta. Yeah, right? Um, so, but it obviously, you know, you heard the, you know, you, you do this thing forever, you, 20 years, and then you quit but then all you realize was you needed a vacation or what you really realize is your football brain can't do anything else <laughs> yeah right you're not fit for to be in human society right genevieve we have to continue with your list i am not going to go on a tangent here but i really need your help to remember something okay when we get into the ad council section i like to slip in a little bit of breaking news that's related to this show and the mr Craggles commercial. Oh, okay? wow. Okay, we've got Mr. Craggles. Yeah, I'm, I'm only saying this now in the middle of the show because I know I'm going to forget about it. Right, and I I'll really I want to look it up on the fly and play something for you that is kind of flipping my shit out. Okay. Okay. All right. But anyway, back to this. So, okay, so that's the Tom Brady one. I, I was expecting more because Tom Brady is pretty good in a lot of commercials. Yeah. Um, and I this, this one was... is, it's not his fault, but this is a terrible ad. Yeah, it's not a very good ad. It's confusing. It's, it it doesn't like set up the the joke very well and doesn't land it. This next one actually is very funny, um, but it requires a pretty robust knowledge of the Thor film series, mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, so I will explain this to you because it took me a couple of watches to figure it all out. But this is a commercial for Old Spice that stars Luke Hemsworth. Now, do you know who Luke Hemsworth is? No, I mean Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Is Thor? So I assume his brother or something, but he, I didn't know he that. He has two brothers okay. who are both pretty well-known actors. Liam Hemsworth is is probably the next most famous. He was the one of the Hunger Games hotties. Oh, okay. And then Ooh, Luke okay. Hemsworth, okay. I know best from Westworld. He plays. Um, he's played a, a, a character in all all four seasons of Westworld. Um, but then what he also played as a joke for funsies 
in Thor Ragnarok, which was the previous uh, Thor movie. Before a the one very that's out now. highly celebrated movie. Really Ragnarok, celebrated. Very right? yeah. funny. Really, yeah, really. Taika Waititi. Ta- yeah, Taika Waititi. I was, I guess, the director. In that movie, uh, there's a scene in Asgard, which is, you know, where the all these, where Thor is from. It's mm-hmm. like a magical god land. And in that, in that part of the movie, Thor comes across his evil brother play like doing a play about Thor where he lo- where the brother Loki is like the hero and Thor's the buffoon. Okay. And Thor is in the play in this little play that's being done in Asgard. Thor God, is, this is coming. I know. Thor is played by his own by Chris Hemsworth's own brother Luke Hemsworth. Okay. I see. So it's a funny joke, right? Like he's playing. They, so the, the, whoever's putting on this play is mocking Thor. Yes. And in this play, and they've hired Luke Hemsworth right. to play the actor, but it's not actually Thor's brother. Because right. Thor has a brother in these movies. Yeah, as his well. brother is the one who's putting on the play. <laughs> so confusing. So Ron. confusing. Okay. Yeah, but so so Luke Hemsworth plays this mock mockable. Uh, silly version of mm-hmm. Thor in the movies, and I've I've heard that he makes a he reprises that role in in this uh, newest Thor movie, and he's built like him, like maybe not quite as much, not but as like much, but okay. you know, yeah, there's certainly a resemblance. He's like a uh, you know a less handsome, slightly less. Mm. Like ripped version of Chris Hemsworth. Well, it's a high bar. It's extremely high bar. Right. I mean, that's the highest bar. So this commercial that we're about to watch, all I know is this. I saw it on your list, and I see it says Thor Old Spice, and I said to you before the show, oh, I caught a glance of that at the bar yesterday. Yeah. You and me and a couple of friends were at the bar yesterday watching the Home Run Derby, and the sound was down, and I just happened to look up, and I saw a shot of Thor um, using um, Old Spice or something. And you told me immediately, you cut me off, I think. You even said, whatever you saw, you didn't understand it. <laughs> That's true. And I guess I guess that is true. So what did I see and not understand on the screen with the volume down yesterday? So this is Luke. So this Old Spice ad is Luke Hemsworth identified as an Asgardian actor. Okay. Um, because that's who he plays in the movies, right? Okay. A, an actor in Asgard. Um, and he, of course, in real life, looks a lot like uh, Luke, uh, his brother Chris, and he's dressed up like Thor. But he's kind of a he's kind of a crappy Thor, basically. Okay. And in this one, he's he's kind of it's shot like a mockumentary where he's talking to the camera about what it's like to play Thor as an actor in Asgard. Okay. And then they show him in at the end in a scene playing Thor, but. Um, it's not as impressive as when Thor really does his his stuff. Is this airing on TV? Like, do people well, we get saw it all on of TV. these? Oh, that's right. Of course, I just answered my question. But like, how who that's gets all of this? You have to. I mean, it. It actually took me. I I saw it and I thought it took me a minute to put it all together. I was like, that's not Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch it a couple times and then remember. Oh, right. There's that one scene in Thor Ragnarok where someone plays him and I'd forgotten it, it was his brother and then it all made sense. My goodness. All right, let's take but a yeah, that's, you have to have so much context for this yeah. thing. You know, playing the God of Thunder is electrifying. A lot of people think that me and him look like brothers. Cousins, maybe. <laughs> I am worth. Thor has his weapons. I have my old spice. Never let the crowd see you sweat. I am worthy. 
<laughs> Visual gag at the end. He says, I am worthy. That, and the, clearly a set, a prop hammer of Thor drops from the ceiling on guy wires. Mm-hmm. But he can't reach it, and so you hear him say, "A little lower, Gary." And, and it's kind of ha- the 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 hammer is kind of hanging up there. You can, like you say, you can see the wires. It almost has a little bit of the vibe of a uh, Spinal Tap when the oh um, yes, the- <laughs> it does. Uh, Stonehenge. Stonehenge comes down, and it's like the wrong. Of course, that gag is it's the wrong height or whatever. Right. It's and inches instead of they're feet. Too, they're too short, or the yeah. or when they're trying. I think uh, is that the same number where. Um, oh yeah, they try to break well, out of their cocoons, and one of them won't won't open. Yeah, uh, a Harry Harry Shearer won't can't get out of his cocoon. Yeah, it's just like a real janky sort of set situation. Yes, there. It's, it's got that I, vibe. I too. mean, I don't I don't hate that commercial, but my God, you, you really have to, have have to know of... what the hell is going on. People do love those movies. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. I do think it's if you let's say you don't have any of that context, I think it's still funny. Like the a little lower Gary joke really works. Yeah. He, I mean, Luke's at Hemsworth really sells it. It's just a layer that you get if you know all of the context and know who the Hemsworths are and who Luke Hemsworth was in the movies mm-hmm. that like it adds a layer to it. But I think that Old Spice, because they're such pros at this, created a commercial that works without having that context. Mm-hmm. It's just much better if you do. When I momentarily forgotten that I just said I saw this on TV yesterday, I was wondering, like, maybe this just airs, you know, before, you know, as a pre-roll <laughs> right. before one of the movies or, like, on YouTube if you're watching a bunch of Marvel stuff. Sure. Because YouTube, I'm sure, has a lot you of can really viral marketing in. like that. Yeah, but no, we just saw it during a sporting event. So they're yeah. they're counting on the fact that it's either going to work if for the uninitiated or if you're somebody who's watching the um, Home Run Derby you're probably going to get it. And as a piece of meta commentary, I really like it. I think Luke, Luke Hemsworth is uh, un- inarguably the third Hemsworth brother mm. in terms of fame and um, kind of notoriety and, you know, sexiest man cred and whatever. Um, and I think it's fun that he has fun with his image as, as the sort of not as not the, it's not the a a s a listiest of Hemsworth. That's why the joke on on uh, the Good Place about Larry Hemsworth was so funny. Oh, I think you've explained this to me before. Yeah, there's a running joke on on the Good Place that there's a fourth Hemsworth brother named Larry who is extremely handsome and successful and is like a heart surgeon or something. You know, uh-huh. just like by every measure of human achievement is incredibly successful, but views himself through the lens of not being his brother Chris Uh and so thinks of himself and talks about himself in terms of just like abject self degradation Uh yeah um let's see I've only ever said I love you to two men my entire life Stone Cold Steve Austin and a guy in a dark club who I mistook for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kind of unrelated to what you're talking about, but I like that tape. Who, who, whoever gets tired of a good place clip. Exactly. Um, I was going to say he has a, the actor in, he's a little disheveled in this. He, om- there's a Thor movie or an Avengers movie where Thor lets himself go. Yes. And he, that's the this, final Avengers this has movie. a little bit of that vibe. Yeah. Not, he, not quite that much. I mean, no, but Luke I do think you're, method. I mean, that, the fat Thor, the dude Thor was, um, was definitely like iconic. And I think it's, you're, you're definitely meant to see that this guy's not quite in, in, he's not in the shape, the amazing shape that Chris Hemsworth right, is in. Right. All right. What else we got? Well, um, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, is there a celebrity out there who is a making more commercials than Ryan Reynolds and b 
more self-referential, more self-aware than Ryan Reynolds. Does I mean, he ever break the fourth wall in any of his films <laughs> Has he or ever anything? not broken the fourth wall? <laughs> walls are so afraid of Ryan Reynolds. Walls are terrified of Ryan Reynolds. He is the enemy of walls because he will break the shit out of any wall. Um, this one I like. So he does, I mean, God, what doesn't he do ads for? He's, of course, got his own uh products and his own i think he does a he does a an alcohol i think he has a whiskey vodka or is it a vodka i feel like it was a clear a clear liquor but i don't know he has a liquor brand he's part owner of a soccer team there's a pretty funny ad for and these mint mobile commercials isn't he part owner of that shit too what's the one where he's like out in the field and he's mint okay yeah Yeah. is he an investor in that or something or am i misremembering is he just like the positions himself as the owner oh okay which i mean could mean a lot of things like i doubt that he owns 100 percent of mint mobile but he positions himself as the owner and he's of course it's main spokesperson he's done and he really does a just a shit ton of ads for mint mobile which i think he just decided to do like an ad a week for them and like pay himself scale and <laughs> consider it an investment because sure. there are and he there's and he tosses them off they're always in front of a green screen they're super he does them in yeah. these like low pro but very funny ways because he's truly talented yeah because he can carry it so why spend money on everything else so almost any of these mint mobile ads that he does would sort of fall under this category of like self-aware self-referential but this one is especially so okay because he's talking about how he's trying to get his celebrity friends to be take to to have mint mobile as their carrier but they're too they can't they don't want to have something so cheap because they have money to burn uh-huh and then he makes then he makes a joke about someone buying an extremely luxurious product um and i'll see if you can figure out why it's so funny okay does that, he mention anybody by name or he no. just makes references he makes, here? he makes an allusion to another celebrity and I'll see if you can figure out what the reference he's making is. Oh, here. I'm going to fail so hard. <laughs> For the past year, I've tried to convince every celebrity I know to switch to Mint. But none of them will because they can't imagine paying $15 a month for wireless. It's just too inexpensive. I know a celebrity who paid $497 for a latte heated by a dragon. Now, I can't say who that is or if I'm married to her. But the point is, I'm giving up on celebs and bringing Mint Mobile to Target stores across the country. Now, can somebody please carry me to safety? <laughs> I missed all. So is he married to somebody in Game of Thrones? No, it's not. The, the dragon part is just because that would be an, an insane thing to pay money for. Oh, okay. Of course. I his, thought maybe the carry me to safety was another dragon reference. No, I think that's another That's another reference to, or it's, like a, it's a joke that he himself is a pampered celebrity. Oh, okay. But he's married to Blake Lively. Okay. Who's a pretty famous actress, um, very famous for being extremely beautiful. Um, and that picture that you see when he describes some, he says, I know someone who I may or may not be married to who paid four, $500 for a latte that had been heated by a dragon. They show a picture of a woman who could very plausibly be Blake Lively, but yeah. with her face blurred Somebody out. Somebody in a sundress or something. Yeah, yeah. beautiful woman in a sundress. Um, so this is clearly like him making fun of his own his own famous lifestyle, his wife's uh, perceived uh-huh. the perception of his wife, and she's kind of like a she's like baby goop basically. Like okay. she's like kind of lifestyle brandy type, um, and so it's kind of like it's fun to me to see him make fun of her in a way too. So one thing I noticed when they do cut away to that picture of her, you can really hear the ADR kick in. You can tell that it's a different take. Did you notice I that in the notice audio? That, yeah. Listen it's, again. It's strange how cheap that sounds. Yeah, listen. 
For the past year, I've tried to convince every celebrity I know to switch to Mint. But none of them will because they can't imagine paying $15 a month for wireless. It's just too inexpensive. I know a celebrity who paid $497. It's like so different. It's so weird how bad that ADR is. Yeah, yeah. and the thing is, with it might even be a little bit wor- worse with the visuals because they... They're going to cut to this like um, photo of her, but he continues talking to the screen a little bit before that audio changes. Yeah. So it's hard to explain, but if they had made that audio edit right at the video edit, I think it would seem more natural because yeah. we're used to that even in like news packages, right? Like I'm out here standing, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Then they cut to some tape and then they're the, the reporters on tape, you right. know, but there was something about this that was disconcerting because he doesn't change. He's still talking at us for a few seconds with the audio changes so significantly. Um, I'm really curious if that picture is actually of Blake Lively. I have a story to tell you. That is supposed to be a brag, but I'm going to belie it by fumbling through this. But this show, Genevieve, this podcast, and you specifically on this podcast, helped me have a conversation at a party this weekend. (laughs) So I was talking to our friend Libby, and she made some comment about um, Gavin, a singer named Gavin, who I believe was the lead singer of Bush. Okay. Do you know who that is? Um, yeah. Um, I'm looking it up. See, I'm, I told you this was going to be a I'm not great Gavin with- Gavin Rossdale. Oh, Gavin Rossdale. He was married to Stephanie, uh, or what, not Stephanie, um, Gwen Stefani. That's it. And so, he was in Constantine. I didn't know that. I think. But Libby said something. I don't know what we were talking about. But our friend Libby said something like, well, hey, we all had our Gavin Rossdale phase mm-hmm. or something like that. And I said, I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about. She said, come on, the lead singer of Bush. And I said, oh, glycerin. And she said, yeah, that's Bush. I'm, so I was excited about that. That was like, where's my bell? I got that one right. Um, and then she said, uh, oh, yeah, he was married to Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. And I was like, oh, no, I had no idea. I, I had no idea. She's like, oh, yeah, it was a big thing. They were they were married. Uh, and I said, oh, are they still? She's like, no, no, they're not together anymore. And I said, oh, she's with- because she's married to a country western singer. And, and I'll give myself a half bell for that because I didn't remember his name. But I knew it because they appear in a commercial together that we talked about on this show. That's right. I don't think the reason she's not with Gavin Rossdale is because she's now with uh, Blake... Uh- What's his butt? But uh, I'll never convince Genevieve of that. <laughs> oh God! Um, but uh, I mean, in other words, I think that they broke up a long time before. That right, right, right. I didn't mean coupling, to imply that, but, but yeah. I was just excited that I yeah, knew. You knew. So, something. do we know who she? Do we know the name of her uh, husband without looking it up? Oh no, it's. Um, <sighs> I'm looking it up now. I I will tell you. Um, but I was. It was okay. It's uh, Blake Shelton. 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 Exactly. I'm not going to remember yeah. that human hams name <laughs> but anyway uh, I, got, I got too much I got, I got too much i needed with my brain that was um laborious my apologies okay so we now enter into a new section of the show no we don't we actually have one more of these um specific wink and nods yeah this one was kind of fun this was actually a real uh serendipitous find for me i was looking up something that an ad counselor had sent us and uh because i do not have pre-roll ads turned off on my YouTube settings, uh-huh. I will often, because I'm often looking for ads and I'm always, I, more than once I found something that I was interested in in a pre-roll. Uh-huh. And while I was looking for this ad counselor's uh, content, uh, the pre-roll ad on it absolutely fit 
the exact definition of the the category that I was trying to to find today. This, these meta cele- celebrities doing meta commentary. So you're watching commercials on YouTube, and even the commercials have right. pre-roll commercials on them, and the pre-roll accidental commercial was on point for today's exactly. show. Exactly. That's amazing. So it was quite serendipitous. This is for Allbirds, which is a shoe company. Allbirds. Allbirds. They're mm. actually, they, they make really nice shoes. I've been thinking, I, I need to get a new pair of walking shoes, and I was looking at Allbirds. They were hmm. a little pricey for what I needed, but I do like them. They're nice shoes. Never heard of them. Um, and the, this, their spokesperson now is Lindsay Lohan. Oh, okay. And in this ad, it is like a muse. I, I'm sure I missed some references in this ad to her career, but it is filled with references to her previous roles. So even though she's playing herself, Lindsay Lohan, she is alluding to both all of the roles she's done in the past and like describing herself as a mathlete. Like she was a mathlete and mean girl. Oh, a lot okay, of it's gotcha. mean girl related. A lot of the jokes are mean girl related. And I use the word term jokes sort of loosely here. Um, but also like she kind of refers, she, she alludes broadly speaking to her level of celebrity and like the way the internet reacts when she does anything, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It's worth noting just for whatever, she looks really good. She looks healthy. She looks very fit. She is wearing a skin tight fuchsia, like bodysuit, like, t- like ankle to wrist bodysuit. Like like athletic or athleisure wear sort it's of. It's like athleisure wear, but it's also just like I mean, it is so uh, unforgiving. Um, and she looks great, but it's also like it doesn't. This thing probably wouldn't really look great on anyone. I see. I okay. think. I don't know. I'd be curious what other people think. Like, but, I just, and that's not what she's selling. She's selling. She's shoes. selling the shoes, and she's wearing. Interesting. It's, it's a pink bodysuit, and then she goes and picks out pink shoes to match it because it's like a reference to Mean Girls. Oh, okay. And it's called The Unexpected Athlete. When Allbirds announced I was the spokesperson for their new running shoe, the internet was well. And we see like Twitter. Okay, what are we looking at? So let me just walk you through what we've seen here. We see her beautiful Southern California modern style house from the outside and the the headline, The Unexpected Athlete. I think the bodysuit looks fine, by the way. I mean, I don't know if that was your point. I was expecting like a bright pink, but it's like a... It's more of a maroon. It's a maroon. So it's not like... I was expecting something really garish. Like, um, yeah, it would be tough to pull off, but I don't know if it would have struck me the way it struck you. I just wouldn't... I wouldn't want... I mean, I couldn't wear that anyway, but like, I just think it's not... It's not that she's not in great shape. She looks great. It's just that I don't think this bodysuit is would be super flattering on anybody. Does anybody any favors? Yeah, okay. But so just a couple things to yeah. note. We we start on her empty bedroom with her unmade bed and it the camera pans over to some Oreos with some peanut butter, okay. which is a reference to the parent trap. Okay. Um, I had to look that up. Okay. Um, some playing cards. I think she also plays poker in the parent trap. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. There's like a weird, what looks like a brown life preserver hanging on the wall behind the bed, which feels so intentional to me that I can't. Huh. It feels like it must be something, but I don't know what it's a reference to. It's like an to. old school looking life preserver, yeah. like something that you would see on an old ship or a, or an old movie that takes place on a ship. I don't know. Okay. So I, that feels like a reference, but I wasn't able to suss it out. Now we cut to her in her bathroom. Weirdly, they're showing the toilet and the bidet. That is interesting. Which you usually don't 
see. And it's because her bathroom in this set. Why would you want a clear glass bathroom door to your toilet yeah, everybody, area? Everybody does that. All those hip hotels do that. It is That is ridiculous. That's a crime against it's so dumb. good taste. So she's in there. She's brushing her teeth. She's looking at Twitter, blowing up because she's now the Allbirds spokeswoman. I see. Which really, I mean, does anybody give a shit if she's the all? Well, in fairness, I can believe that anything she does probably does provoke a reaction. Yeah, because she hasn't done, and she hasn't been, like, kind of outward facing in quite some time, huh? She hasn't had a real meltdown lately. Yeah, but even aside from that, like, and she hasn't done any projects or she hasn't been in a lot of commercials i'm trying to think even well is, she is she, she in a was, super bowl commercial she was in a super bowl commercial it was for uh, uh planet fitness i think yes with um with the star trekky guy william Shatner. yeah exactly okay so she says that everybody's freaking out online and then we see her glance down at her phone and somebody i guess posted some gif of a of a red-headed guy looking shocked i don't know if that's supposed to be an inside joke if i'm supposed to know who that is or what that gif represents but then we just see a bunch of like comments so people are just basically freaking out right i'm not right. missing the I don't, small print here i don't think so but it's possible that i am to. Okay, sounds good. So I'm going to back it up a little bit here. She's talking to us and then she looks down at her phone to see these reactions. Internet was well. About what you'd expect. I didn't run track in high school. I was more of a mathlete. So I get it. As a running spokesperson, I guess I'm a little unexpected. Mm. Mm. Yes. Well, it is Wednesday. She picks out the, okay, pink, yeah. the so pink shoes. She's we picking wear out pink the shoes on Wednesdays. In her, own, in her own house, she's like looking at a bunch of shoes, and they're all similar. I guess they're all all birds. Um, but she picks out the pink one. That's another um, Mean Girls reference. We wear pink. Okay. On Wednesdays, yeah. Does she do that thing where she mentions the date? Because isn't that a very popular meme where she says, he asked me what date it was. Yes. They don't know. They don't, they don't use that They one. don't dress it. Do you know what the date is? I feel like it was something that passed recently. Well, it'd have to be during the school year, so it couldn't have been a summer date. Yeah, I forget. Mm, doesn't matter. It, well, it is Wednesday. These don't just look cute. They're made with natural materials. Always avoid the plastics. Huh? Ooh. Is that a reference to that something? That is a reference. So the 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 Mean Girls in the in Mean Girls, their their click name is the Plastics. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I had no idea. Okay. Ooh, bouncy. Perfect for a queen bee like Lindsay Lohan. Or is it Lindsay Lohan? And she and she jogs off from her beautiful home. Now that little joke at the end got me. I heard you <laughs> um, previewing this before the show, and I didn't know anything that you just said. I didn't know anything about this commercial. I just heard you previewing it. All I heard was her signing off of this commercial, saying. Lindsay Lohan and I was walking by or I was doing something at your desk and I said oh I thought it was Lohan and then she said or is it Lohan and I do remember that being a thing like a couple of years ago maybe like Lindsay Lohan breaks the internet by saying we've been saying her name wrong this whole time or something and then it was unclear if it was another joke right, right? so yeah. I get that what did she say before that the queen bee is um, it a mean girls thing that is a mean girls oh. thing so it's all mean girls mean, it's a lot of it's mean girls there's a, some I think there's more there's parent trap in there too for sure uh -huh. um and maybe some things that I'm missing um but the the mean girls is based on a book a nonfiction book called um 
queen bees and wannabes. Oh, I'm learning a lot. So it's a reference, an attenuated reference to that. I see. But I mean, really, I'm now I'm just sort of realizing this because I've always, you know, me, I have a soft spot for uh, child actors who then kind of grow up in the spotlight and then can get whipped into the world of paparazzi and then they start destroying their lives. I mean, everything, I mean, from, from Britney Spears to even Bieber to a degree to Lindsay Lohan, I always kind of root for them, even if they if they come off as being kind of assholes or 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 whatever in the case of Bieber but um for as much as I consider myself like kind of a maybe not a fan of Lindsay Lohan but somebody who generally roots for her given her her upbringing um I can only name those two movies Mean Girls <laughs> and Parent Trap like that what I mean aside from that I guess she's just known for being Lindsay Lohan huh yeah she's done other other things um I can't think of but, one other thing but I think it's telling that those are the two yeah. um the two roles that are referenced in this commercial that people would have a reference to yeah um what th- something I read about her that was both I thought incredibly damning and also incredibly I don't know, exonerating somehow at the same time was she did a uh, she had a big comeback movie or she tried to a couple of years ago, more than a couple now. But it was with the porn actor James Dean, who was trying to like cross over to like mainstream. I do remember hearing about this. Yeah. And so and I think he has since been canceled because I think he was revealed to have committed some assault yeah you had told me about that yeah um but this was before i knew about that and i was reading and so this new york i want to say new york times was could have been anywhere some article kind of in-depth article about what it was like on the set with her and how here's this actress who for a minute was like the it girl and the you know the most this incredibly successful incredibly talented young child actor and then teenage actor actor and how even when her career is on the line this is like her last chance at uh kind of reclaiming some of that credibility as an actor she's not able to like show up on time or really like be very professional and something that i think james dean said in the article when he was interviewed about her was like look yeah when she wants a glass of water she says bring me water because she's never not been famous she's Mm -hmm. never really learned how to operate within a context of having to treat other people respectfully or be anything other than a super famous super catered to person and so she i mean of course her terrible family did her nothing but a disservice of raising her in this way where she didn't get socialized properly Yeah. yeah and i have nothing but sympathy for a person like that on the other hand if somebody talked to me that way, I would be I would appalled. be appalled and pissed off. Yeah. And I, you know, I also think like at a certain point, whether you were properly socialized or not, like you got to look around you and say like, I need to do something different Yes, here. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it is. And maybe she has like clearly like she did that ad and, you know, I thought successfully. Yeah, and, and hopefully she was nice to everybody on the set. But yeah, I mean, it is, again, when you consider the context of growing up, it is different than somebody who, um, you know, at age 20-something decided they wanted to sure. get into... They go to L.A., they start trying to arts, break in. And then, and then they gain success and then become an asshole. It is different when... That's where I say... And, and again, like, I can't remember her name, but I know, you know, that Lindsay Lohan's mom was a real piece of work. And yeah. I mean, it's borderline child Dina. abuse, right? Like, or is Dina it Lohan. Borderline or not borderline? I don't know. So, yeah, so... 
Um, okay, so I wouldn't put anyone I cared about into the care of the the low hand parents <laughs> of the world. <laughs> you wouldn't hire them as babysitters. No. Um, okay, I was going to say this before, but I almost, ju- I almost jumped the gun. But now we are going to enter a, a section of the show that is all focused on one person. Going back to athletes. Here. Yes, going back to athletes. There is one athlete who really made a name for himself in, in his um, antics. Uh, on the court, and that is John McEnroe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing I knew about John McEnroe growing I- up, even now, is he played tennis and he was always throwing fits. He was angry, and he I was, just know that he was always. There are so many good supercuts of him just like having absolute meltdowns on the court when a when a call doesn't go his way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't an exaggeration. Like he was, and I don't think that people would put up with this bullshit now. But it was a it was a different time. Um, and his prima donna behavior, and he was an amazing tennis player. You know, he mm-hmm. was an extremely he was a tennis champion. But it's so funny because what was really pretty inexcusable behavior in in its first iteration, then became like a second career for him because Andrew, we could do that. We would never have to produce another show if all we wanted to talk about <laughs> for the rest of the show's run is John McEnroe commercials. Mm-hmm. He has leveraged that, you've got to be kidding me, come on, mm-hmm. persona. Because I all, the, the slamming I, the racket again, down persona. So his anger isn't, I assume, against his opponents. Usually the anger is going to be at the officials. He's oh, always mad at the officials. It could be anybody. He There's a cut that I watched today, because I was curious if there was like a super cut of McEnroe freakouts. Yeah. And there, there, yeah, there are those super cuts, but they're not good enough. They're not like sort of like tightly packaged enough for us to play it here in a, in a good way there is a scene there's a scene there he made a scene when somebody in the audience like in the in the stands did something he didn't like that distracted him during oh. his points so and made some outburst during his point and he first goes up to the referee or whatever they call those dudes the line mm-hmm. judge or people and screams at him about mm-hmm. how like you're gonna let that happen you're gonna let that happen and then he walks over and stands in front of the woman who allegedly made a noise and just like glowers at her like really in a threatening way wow. and then he just storms off and you see her go and you see her mouth or say the word asshole uh-huh, like good. very obviously good. um but i mean uh like going over and like yeah. harassing a a patron a, an audience member right. like it's so far over the line yeah um and he should know from over the line Oh, um, so anyway. I was trying to make a he got into a Mac and row joke <laughs> in my head. That's a row. Oh, is it? Is it pronounced row? I think it's a oh, row. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> he got into a Mac and row. So if you look up John McEnroe commercials, like there are just legions. I mean, and going way back, like he started capitalizing on this reputation that he has long, long ago. Are there any, because I've seen a million of these where he's throwing down his racket or throwing down something and being angry. Are there any where somebody leans into the opposite where yes. he's like a really, okay, I was going to say a really centered guy? Because that would be what I would do. That's if the, I we will close with that one. Okay. Um, but this first one is for the Chase Mobile app. Um, and uh, he's playing a match with Andy Roddick, also a tennis great. Um, and Andy Roddick is being, I guess, a little bit difficult to play with. Take your time, no rush, Andy. Mine. With the Chase Mobile app, you can get a lot done in a little amount of time. From transferring funds. Wait a minute! Why you gotta be kidding? You guys see that? The ball was out. To paying your coach for adding five miles per hour to your serve. Get your eyes checked. Help me out. Download the best mobile app today, so you can always have 
the advantage. Chase. The message is a little jammed in there. Um, yeah. So while the while the other player is taking a sweet ass time to serve the ball, McEnroe takes out his phone and starts doing some online banking. I didn't understand that thing about your coach adding five miles to the serve. So what? I think that then Andy Roddick serves the ball and it is ruled as a point for him, Andy Roddick. Um, and Matt Rack- McEnroe loses his shit and starts freaking out. And then while he's ha- losing his shit and freaking out, Andy Roddick gets out his phone and sends some money to his coach who helps him ace that. Oh, point. I see. He gives him a little tip. I was confused yeah. about that. I thought, okay, I was very confused about that. I don't think it that's is confusing. Super, super well blocked. It's not well blocked yeah. or, or explained. I mean, they, the, the, the voiceover is trying to do a lot of the work, yeah. but it was not well conceived. All right, what about the next one? All right, this one's for Fios. Um... And I'll be honest, I forget what happens in it, but I know that John McEnroe. <laughs> so Fios is a Fios is a it's like a, it's a meat it's a cable substitute cable and internet I assume. Yeah. And so it looks like we have McEnroe at home. He might be trying to oh. install something, and he maybe install a new router or something. Yeah, so I'm just scrubbing through. He's here. having a problem. He's trying to get his TV to work with Fios, and he gets on to a video chat with a tech support person, and the person is shocked to realize he's talking to John McEnroe. Fios is not cable. We're wired differently, which means we can fix things differently. Thanks for calling Fios. This is Ryan. How can I help you today? Yeah. Hi, I got a big problem with my new TV. You can't tell me this cord isn't in. I know it's in. It's in, but it's not working. Okay, I'm sending you a link to the My Fios app that's going to let me see what you're seeing. Really? Yes, really. Mr. McEnroe. Um, see that cord? Just plug it into the connector on the right. So you can clearly see what's in and what's out. Oh, absolutely. These are, I don't know if the, the listener is picking up on these subtle jokes, but... Uh, Pretty subtle. <laughs> almost like a tennis ball could be in or out. Yeah. He's concerned about these wires being in or Clearly out. Clearly see what's in and what's out. Oh, absolutely. I like that. Hey, it worked. So I don't have to see the cable guy again. Oh, no, we're not cable, Mac. You just call me Mac... In row. Mac in row. Mr. Mac in row? Tech support that lets your technician see the problem over your smartphone. Get super fast 100 meg internet, TV, and phone for just $69.99 per month online. Cable can't offer these speeds at a price this good. Only Fios. So I was going to say Fios must be by Verizon because I recognize that red check mark. I get it. Okay. Yes. Um, that wasn't too bad. Wasn't Although, too bad. do people call him Mac? Again, that seemed like a weird joke at the end. That might, tennis p- folks could maybe tell us if that's like a reference to something that he doesn't like to be called that but has been called it. I don't know. Okay. We are about to watch a commercial that I don't know if we've ever talked about on this show before, but this aired. All the time. Yes. All the time during our football games last year. And you and I, it might sound uh, off color coming from me uh, in this context, but this is a commercial that features a woman that I describe as the world's horniest woman. She's very horny for her husband. She's Or she, partner the, or boyfriend. The direction or... Of, that she was given is weirdly, it's a weird tone considering what we're watching, which is a couple watching television. The, the dude is just like excited about... Being able to flip between two movies or no, like I think the flipping and, between sports um, and movies. Be, I think it's isn't it a commercial because uh, who direct stream TV could you could also watch Hulu or live programming, wasn't it something like that? Whatever, it's anyway. like the ability to watch like it's it's we have talked about this one before. It's Serena okay. Williams, but she's like also Wonder Woman. And so it's like they're two, like Wonder Woman is conflated with Serena Williams being a tennis star, and she's right. like battling tennis robots. 
because the guy keeps flipping between tennis and the movie. Yes. And there, the, when I, I just want to make it clear, like the the couple that's at home, it's just like a very cozy looking scene. I mean, um, you know, no, no, it's not, it's not supposed to be a sexy commercial right. at all. It's just this woman who's just like wearing jeans and you know, like comfy socks or whatever, is just like sort of sitting very close to the guy on the couch and just staring, yeah, so intently. The actress and just so makes a weird choice, lovingly at him, like she is. I've never seen one person just so into another person while he's watching TV. Yeah. I mean, she's a very, her her choices here are odd. But since, even though John McEnroe just did a commercial for Fios, which is another, yeah. you know, cable substitute or provider, um, now he's now he's here as a cameo in this direct TV ad. Yeah. So when you hear Serena Williams battling these tennis robots um, in this Wonder Woman parody, uh, a ball will hit John McEnroe and knock something out of his hands and he'll react. Serena Williams battles the tennis robots is one of my favorite indie records yes. of the early 2000s. Really I like to With direct TV stream, I can get live TV and on demand together. Watch. Serena Williams. Wonder Woman. Serena. Wonder Woman. Serena. Wonder Woman. All right, now Serena's fighting the tennis robots. You cannot be serious! That was that was McEnroe's little cameo. Yeah, so McEnroe, that's it, right? He's just yeah. he's like so. This is taking place in a mall. All the action is taking place in a mall for some reason. Um, I don't know. Is oh Wonder Woman the second Wonder Woman movie takes place in the eighties? Right. Is there a mall scene? I don't know. I didn't see it. Okay, but you see McEnroe kind of in the um, food court area, and he's holding a a tray, and one of the one of the balls hits his tray, and it spills. I don't know soda all over his tennis whites, and yeah. he says, "You got to be kidding me." Um, this one I like a lot. This is a an ad for Bridgestone Bridgestone tires. We have three, I guess I'm gonna say tire scientists. Yeah, um, three nerdy guys in uh, white trench coats. Uh, lab coats is typically what. How I'm sorry, described. lab coats. Sorry. You know what? I I just realized the whatever the last thing I said about that last commercial. I was talking about my energy levels. I just felt all of my energy drain out of my body, and I don't know why. <laughs> but my apologies. Yes, they are not wearing trench coats. They're not like gruff McGruff the dog here. They're wearing lab coats. Um. So these three uh, nerds are um having are are sort of. I think it'll have McEnroe like test out the, the, these Bridgestone tires. Yeah. Okay. So they're all like kind of standing outside, and uh, then McEnroe I think walks out behind them. I think Bridgestone tires perform best when you need it most. Like when John McEnroe is late for yoga. Ah, yoga. The new anger management. <laughs> is that supposed to be funny? Nope. We should go. The Bridgestone. Honestly, he kind of speaks for the audience there because <laughs> is that supposed to be funny? Like I, don't... I thought it was funny. I picked it as <laughs> shit like this. Today. It's a good shit like this. I, I don't quite. I, I I don't quite get it. I will say I don't know if this is racial profiling or or, or putting too much on race, but um, you know I th- I guess there's two white scientists and one black scientist, but there's a scene later where they're just standing there. The 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 black scientist and the white scientist are standing next to each other, and it has um pretty strong uh better off Ted vibes, glasses and mustache. Well, a little we've bit. we've come to believe we've come to see every time we see a black scientist and a white scientist together <laughs> that we're watching better off. Two Ted. like guys who are like nerdy yeah. scientists like that. Yeah. The Bridgestone Potenza tires on John's. Car engineered for maximum road grip, wet or dry, so you can take sharp turns with precision. Now that's control. And a little more control is nice, right, John? What? What? Then he kicks the scientist out of the car. I think it's just so stupid. I just think that these, I don't know, the, I, I, it's just so, the, it's just... 
obviously it's one note. That's yeah. how you set it up. Like, obviously they're one note, but it's just like, they're not even funny. Yeah. Like, it's just so forced, but it's like, well, whatever. We can get McEnroe, we'll give him a bunch of money, and we'll just do the same joke again. And yeah. again, like, is hey, it even a what's joke? What's he famous for? Yelling, come on, yeah. are you serious? Right, but it, but also they're also conflating, like, being angry about a call versus having thin skin. Yeah. Like, I don't no, like Although when you watch McEnroe's prolonged and protracted yeah. meltdowns, um, maybe it changes your perspective on this. He got mad about everything. It's like amazing to see what people put up with from him, like the prima donna behavior. And I, there is a part of me that's kind of like, it's kind of bullshit that it, he like gets to yeah. now like have a second career predicated on being a flaming asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like how many women? Although I will say. There was one woman who I wanted to find some. I found plenty of examples, but they were just the quality was so unlistenable. I couldn't use them. But you remember Zsa Zsa Gabor slapping the cop? Yes, vaguely. In the vaguely. 80s, Zsa Zsa Gabor, who was famous for being like like a, an actress and a kind of a personality and getting married a bunch of times. She was like a like a Z-list Elizabeth Taylor, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, she has that heavy, like, what is she, Hungarian, like that super heavy uh, Eastern European accent. She sh- she got drunk and slapped a cop in Beverly Hills, and it was like a whole big, you know, at the time, now it's so quaint considering what we've witnessed celebrities mm-hmm. do, but, like, at the time it was a big deal that a famous person was going to be hauled into court for assault of an officer. And so then a lot of, she did a lot of ads after that, capitalizing on mm-hmm. that joke of yeah, her sure. like slapping a cop or her interacting with cops or you know stuff like that there's one for a, like for a radio station literally called wink 104 <laughs> <laughs> uh, or she says vink 104 uh-huh. um, but i couldn't find and so that's one where a woman got away with something and then like capitalized on it and i guess Lindsay lohan sort of too but i mean i just it does sort of kind of Kind of, kind of, kind of chaps my balls that like <laughs> John McEnroe, you know, was just an absolute asshole yeah. for most of his career. A bully, a bully, uh, like uh, behaved in incredibly unprofessional ways, and is now like that is his meal ticket. Sure, right, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Now we do have one more of these, so I assume like I mentioned to you earlier, I said if I were to make one of these, I would try to play against type maybe and make yeah. him like a, a very centered person. Is that what this IBM commercial is? Yeah, and like this like the same thing. It's it's funny, it's like it's one note just in the opposite direction. Um he's playing he's he's identified here as John McEnroe, Hall of Fame tennis player. Um and he's playing just I guess a game of tennis with I think an anonymous tennis player. Um, but then something doesn't go that tennis player's way, and that tennis player has kind of a meltdown. Oh, that's kind of it. See, I, I already like this more than the other ones. It feels like it's working a little bit harder. Why should your business go hybrid with IBM? It's like tennis. When I played, it was hard to win. But now it takes a lot more to get ahead. Spirulina? Even the best players need to find ways to be faster, more flexible. So I want to mention, so he starts by playing a... Um, a, a tennis match, and again, we don't see who he's playing against, but then it cuts into this montage, and you're wondering what those sounds are. He's now in a kitchen, and somebody's making like kind of a special um, smoothie for him, and now he's like on a tennis court with a bunch of like little, um, what would you call those little uh, practice uh, cones on the ground? Yeah, and he's for doing training. Foot, yeah, he's doing like foot exercises, and so that's kind of what he's talking about here as he's kind of like is staying in shape for the modern game, I think. It takes a lot more to get ahead. Spirulina? 
Even the best players need to find ways to be faster, more flexible. Anything to optimize performance. It's the same in business. When you go hybrid with IBM's open cloud platform, you can modernize your systems and up your game. Now he's playing again. Ah! Relax. It's just a game. Okay, so, yeah, so the other guy just gets really angry at the end, throws his uh, tennis racket down, and you hear... You hear what happens next. Relax, it's just a game. Relax, it's just a game. Relax, it's just how I make a gajillion dollars. Yeah, um, I'm with you on the the that is somewhat galling um, that he gets to capitalize on that because it wasn't just yeah. it wasn't like a it wasn't a fictional part he played. He was yeah, and yeah. it's and again like imagine a black athlete. Sure, yeah. Uh, right. I mean a black athlete. I mean remember the whole absolute hullabaloo when Serena uh, oh, like, right. took yeah. issue with something that just I, recently yeah. it was a, she took issue with a line judge call that right. related to Naomi Osaka's uh, performance um, and you know I don't remember the ins and outs of it but I remember she was like really pilloried, held yeah. she was really pilloried yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah it just it's really frustrating to see like what prima donna behavior is is uh, kind of Put up with and, and celebrated even. Yeah, and monetized. And monetized. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. This music, this music means it's time to check in with the ad council. But before we do that, I do have to get this other thing off my chest. Um, this thing that blew my mind uh, this week. Now I will be 100 percent honest with you, and I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even do this. It's going to cause tune out. But um, <laughs> what I'm about to try to walk you through is going to be somewhat tedious, and I apologize, but. I have to do this. I have to share it with somebody. And if I can't share it with you guys, honestly, there's nobody in the world I can share this with. So okay. um, quick backstory as a quick reminder here. You and I, based on an email from a listener, got somewhat obsessed with a York Peppermint Patty commercial yeah. in which you see a little girl and her dad and they're in their living room and you see a giant York Peppermint Patty package on the couch and the joke is the mom of the family is inside that york peppermint patty package because when she eats a york peppermint patty that takes her to her happy place where she can kind of be away from the stress of being a mom who's constantly being asked for something right so it's right. her little moment of zen and the listener who wrote in about this was confused about a very small part of the ad which is <laughs> this little girl who's trying to get her mom's attention says she's looking for her plushy doll or plush doll or whatever and we couldn't tell what the name of the plush doll was and you and i went on a whole journey we kept i think we threw a lot of options and turns out it's mr craggles but right. we were just so confused by this whole thing this is the commercial mom, i can't find mr craggles <laughs> Sweet. I mean that that audio is, is is like almost triggering to me now. It's like we we played that so many times, right? We we slowed it down Ooh, on on the fly. We slowed that down. We got obsessed. Mom, I can't find Mr. Quaggles. Sweetie, mom's and in then um, so we saw this commercial on the website we use a lot called iSpot.tv, and on and this is kind of the official repository or whatever of these type of commercials and. The official name of the commercial is York Peppermint Patty TV Spot, York Mode colon Mom, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so we went through all of that on the show. And then another listener said, hey, listen, I found this commercial on 
someone's Vimeo page as well. And the commercial is titled Mr. Craggles. So apparently somebody thinks it's Mr. Craggles. And I did some digging and it turns out it was the Vimeo page of the director and writer of the commercial, the, the creator of the commercial. And I wrote to that creator. His name is um, Joel Frankie, right? I, I think I'm saying his name correctly. And I said, hey, I do this podcast. And we came across this uh, this commercial and we had this whole thing about what the name of the plushie is. And it sounds like it's Mr. Craggles. That's what you've named it on your own Vimeo page. Um, is that right? Is it Craggles and why? And he told us this great story. It turns out his partner's name, his, his, his like creative partner's name is Craig. And his nickname for it is his nickname for his partner is Craggles. <laughs> so they built it into the commercial, but then had to come back to the States and re-ADR it because I guess the British actress who says Mr. Craggles couldn't be understood. It was like a great backstory. Yeah. I don't know exactly why I did this, but the other day I was trying to retell this story to our pal Luke Burbank before okay. our show. One Get double day. mileage out of it. I, it wasn't on the show. It was oh, just me talking. Okay. It's with, just like in in life. It was just me talking with Luke before we did our podcast, and I told him, "Here, take a listen to this thing." I, I don't know why it was related to something we were talking about, and I'm like, "Oh, here." And so I hit play on the Vimeo version of this, okay? This is the video that is posted to Joel Frankie's private Vimeo account where he showcases his work, the one where it's called Mr. Craggles, and I played it for Luke, and all of the visuals are exactly the same, except this is what it now sounds like. Sweetie, mom's in York mode right now. She's enjoying yummy dark chocolate and refreshing peppermint. She'll be a few. Mama's back. <sighs> no, Mr. Craggles. So I'm confused here because I'm playing for you two different sources of this commercial. The one that still says Mr. Craggles is the one that's on iSpot.tv. That's the one that we just played before that says Mr. Craggles clearly in it. Mom, I can't find Mr. Craggles. The one on Joel Frankie's Vimeo page does not have Mr. Craggles. You hear the sound of the little girl knocking on the packaging, but she doesn't say anything. Sweetie, mom's in York mode right now. Yeah, they just cut it before they get to her, I can't find Mr. Craggles line. But they clearly have the sound of her knocking on there, so there's some audio there, and I can't tell... If you and I just never hit play on the Vimeo version of this when I That's sent plausible. it to, and, yeah. and we just assumed it was in there, but Joel never wrote back to me and said like, yo, yeah, that's why it's it's not in this version or anything like that. At first, my mind was blown. I was like, did he go back and remove it? But that doesn't make sense. <laughs> the, it's called Mr. Craggles on the one that doesn't say Craggles in it. I don't know. And so I wondered if that was maybe what he was messing or what, what he was trying to explain to me when he said, um, and I'll, I'll quote him here, we shot the spot in London and the client didn't like the little girl's um, having a hard time doing the American accent and saying Craggles. So when we got back to New York City, we had to hire an American actress to redo the ADR. So there's different versions of this. So there's one where 
that none of us have ever seen, where it's a British actress saying that, then the one on iSpot, which has the ADR, and then one where they just strip out the little girl's voice altogether, yeah, and that's no... the one on the creator's Vimeo page. Weird. She has no lines in the one we just watched, right? Yeah, exactly. And again, I think they, they just stripped it out. I mean, you don't see her mouth, so I think the visuals are still the same. You just don't hear her saying anything, right? Well, the mystery... The mystery deepens. I guess. I mean, I'm going to leave this one alone. And again, it's not a, I don't have a great like point to that, but it just kind of blew my mind that I was trying to tell somebody this story. And then suddenly it wasn't there anymore. It was just gone. <laughs> oh, are you having a, a Mandela? I know, I know. Are they Mandela affecting you? <laughs> That's why I was so glad I was able to go to iSpot and still find it. But anyway, so um, I don't, I, again, I told you that was going to be tedious and probably not have a very good payoff. But there you go. All right, Viv, save me. Do we have some actual ad counselors? Yeah, some actual, here? some actual ad counselors did uh, did connect with us this week. Um, this is from Andrew, um, who was thinking about Connect Four and an ad. This is, you know, we talked about last week, we talked about commercials from your youth and yeah. toys and games and summer ads that really stuck with you. Mm-hmm. Andrew says, I've been saying real sneaky sis for years, but I only just thought to search where it came from. And it actually came from this Connect Four ad that uh, Andrew huh. shared with us. Uh, he adds, I would love to see an episode on commercials. We actually don't, they're not, you can't see these episodes. Andrew, they're only they're only listenable. Okay. I would love to see an episode on commercials that inspired our personal lexicons, but I can't imagine it'd be easy. So in other words, like little bits that people do or repeat or whatever. Like you and I, we cannot, whenever somebody looks at our house and says, hey, or what? we always quote that it's, commercial. So we say it's a lot of house. So hope you can hope keep, you it, keep clean. it clean. Any, yeah. Anytime someone says anything is big, yeah. we say it's a lot of blank. Yeah. Hope you can keep it it's clean. It's a lot of dog. Hope you can keep it clean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do that all the time. It's from that progressive, uh, we've gotten a problem with ants. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a computer what's is a another computer? one we say a lot from, I don't know if that was an Apple thing. Or it was. What. Um, uh, so uh, Andrew says, I can't imagine it'd be easy to put that show together, but I think it would be easy if ad counselors all sent in their mm-hmm. examples. Yeah. Um, besides this, he adds, I can only think of maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. That's oh, probably, yeah. probably people, a sure. tagline people use a lot. And of course, New York City from the uh, Pace Picante Yes, song, New York uh, City. Commercial. Um, but this is a Connect Four ad. I vaguely remember this from being a kid. It's pretty old. Um, you got a brother and sister playing Connect Four while the voiceover explains how it's played. I'll bet you now that I'm now that I'm about to hit play on this. I'll bet you I remember this. This is from 1981, according to YouTube. The name of the game is Connect Four. Gotcha. Four cross. Hmm. One more game. Object, connect four of your checkers in a row while preventing your opponent from doing the same. But look out, your opponent can sneak up on you and win the game. I won. Where? I can't... Here, diagonally. Pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs> I think I remember this. <laughs> connect four. Oh, that is the literally the from. exact connect four yes. set that I have. I am the, having... That old school. Flashbacks. Yeah, I love yes. that, Andrew. Wow. Um... Melisande posted this, and I have seen this ad uh, on various that, sh- that she shared. That, that I've seen this ad myself on some whatever platforms I've been on on social media. It's for um, a kick, a game that's being kickstarted um, called Disparity Trap, hmm. and it's interesting. I don't know, I don't know how it's played exactly, but it's advertised by a black woman. I don't know if she's the literal creator or just representing the creator, um, but it's a it's a game that's intended to get people talking. Um, in more sophisticated or thoughtful ways about 
uh, racial inequity. Mm-hmm. Melisande says, I'm very curious about this game, partly because I don't know how you'd get people who don't want to examine their inherent privilege to play it. Uh, and they're the ones who need yeah, it. Yeah, you're just going to have a bunch of Seattleites and Portland people playing this. Yeah. But also, I would just say that, like, even people who are willing to and want to examine privilege and examine disparity sometimes struggle with how to do sure, that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Or, or struggle with, you know, what does that really mean? Yeah, and have it um, illustrated have in it a illustrated way that sticks. Yeah. Without, and as she says, without asking your black friend to, like, mm-hmm. uh, be your personal uh, guide. Um, but she says mostly because this commercial is so flipping good. Um, so this is kind of a long one. It's kind of like, you know, how how it, Kickstarter stuff is. Yeah. It's like kind of explainy. And at the end, I'm going to have you just cut it off because she kind of like uh, lets it hang for a long time while she tries to get people to click on the donate button. I'll tell you that this is the same. This is a black actress, actor who uh, at first we see her in kind of sepia toned scene where she's in she's green screened, obviously, but she's dressed like um uh, an enslaved woman, uh, the old, you know, the, the stereotype, the head wrap, the, the cotton bag. Mm-hmm. And it know? looks like she might be kind of like, it's supposed to be like plantation Like a plant, like, yeah, she's like p- placed in front of a plantation. Um, and then the next scene you're going to see her, it's, uh, we've updated to the 50s. Um, and it's like, uh, you know, civil rights times. Okay, gotcha. And then eventually it'll just switch to her in modern. In modern dress. Dress giving us the, uh, giving us the lowdown. I haven't seen this yet. Whenever someone brings up racism, they either think of this or they think of this. But this ain't 12 years of Selma. Racism today is much more subversive. Here's the problem. Talking about race and privilege is hard, but at least you can ask your one black friend, as long as they have no job, no bills, and all the time in the world to cater to your overly dependent needs. So, no. She says, don't Google it. Them. Ain't nobody got time for that. Thankfully, there's a solution that makes these hard conversations easy. Introducing Disparity Trap. The socially conscious board game. An easy way to have discussions around race and privilege in America. And if you're saying, why does everything have to be about race? Then calm down, Karen. It's just a board game. It's meant to make complex issues easy to discuss. And if you're saying, you can't minimalize institutional oppression of an entire group of people into a board game, then chill out, Hotep. It's not meant to solve oppression. It's only meant to inspire positive, constructive conversation. Thanks to the Disparity Trap board game, I feel more confident addressing the issues that are important to me. And my friends feel like they can be a part of the solution rather than complicit in the problem. Plus, this game starts at just $25. I know what you're thinking. Why hasn't anyone thought of this sooner? I don't know. Why hasn't Michael B. Jordan returned any of my DMs? (laughs) The world may never know. (laughs) Lori, who? So if you hate racism or think you have a I would like you to get Assume, your own board yeah. game delivered directly to you. Disparity Trap. An easy way to have the hard conversations around race. Hello? This is where you? it's an extended yes, pitch to, uh, to oh, okay. support the Kickstarter. I see, because now she's back in character as the woman from the 1960s. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's well done. Yeah. I, again, I don't think that that would have broad appeal. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, like, as Melisande says... Um, it's the how do you how do you get this into the into the spaces where it's most needed but i mean even like i said like even the spaces where i think people kind of take for granted that they are woke uh you know we've all got a little bit of learning to do i mean honestly though i if somebody said hey come over and play disparity trap that doesn't sound fun to me either like i'm what not trying you... to be an asshole about it but like <laughs> i mean i guess i don't like going to people's houses anyway so there's it's a like lot of murder stuff to get you to go play there. board game with anyone yeah exactly. any board game with so, anyone yeah um okay i see another um email here from julia this is from my sister julia okay and I haven't clicked on the link she sent yet, but I am worried because I think without even seeing this, I'll bet you 
This is related to a comment and kind of a joke that I was making last week on the show. And I'll bet you a million bucks I've seen this before and I was just stealing the joke. Oh, okay. Well, I'll then bet I you, I'll like bet you, you I saw it. Seth MacFarlane, an apology. Which that burns. That I really burns. I don't even want That hurts. Yeah. Well, we, it's better to just take your medicine now. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I guess Julia says that. I don't that, think it is. I, I actually think that, like, yeah, Chester Cheetah reads as a hip, cool cat that in a certain light is also we associate with heroin use. Yeah, I mean that's that was what I was saying last week is that you see you see Chester Cheetah of course the spokes cat for um Cheetos and like especially the early versions of him where he was like kind of sketched out and yeah. more of a rudimentary uh, a rudimentary animation style like he's got the big sunglasses and he kind of talks like this and he's like really skinny with like long arms and you sort of see him as one of those kind of bebop jazz guys yeah. who probably had a needle in his arm Famously a lot. He did a lot of heroin. And so so I went on, you know, so I went on some sort of a, a, I would think it would be generous to call it a riff, saying that, like, you know that Chester Cheetah was, you know, pretty high on the junk, yes. is what I was saying. And Julia here says that um, I'm not the only one who noticed this. Apparently, it was also in Family Guy, which is where I get nervous. There was a period, you and I are not big Seth MacFarlane fans, but there was a period in, I actually know exactly when it was, it was like 2010 or something, I was working at the radio station, working nights, and we'd come home, I'd come home around 10.30 at night, and you and I would just like kind of binge like three or four family guys, because it happened to be on all yeah. the time at that time. Yeah, and you know, and I do think, I, I'm not a fan, and now if I see it, I'll, I'll give it a miss, and I don't have cable anymore, so I'm never, yeah. I'm never accidentally exposed to it, but it just lost... It's appeal for me. Yeah, it's got a tone. It's got like a very, like just literally the sound quality of it is like it yeah. kind of rips through me a little bit in an uncomfortable way. But um, which is a weird way to describe a cartoon. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, Genevieve, we watch so much of that. Don't you think there's a chance? I'll hit play on this, but there's such a good chance that if Family Guy was already making this joke, I saw that at some point and it lodged into my brain, and I've just been stealing it. So let's let's hear. I have not watched this yet. Let's take a listen to this. We see, I guess, Stewie walking down the street, but for some reason, Stewie, this is the baby. He's kind of got a, a white T-shirt on and a flipped collar. So I don't know if that's supposed to harken back to kind of a 1950s Fonzie. Who knows? Look. All of this is is you know how that show functions. Like it's a way for them to do a one-liner. Yeah. Where then they set it up to do a skit. I'm sure they then fight with a chicken for 10 hours. My God, I'm cooler than that cheetah from the commercials. So you have Chester and he does lines of Cheeto dust. Oh, oh God, there is no fucking drummer better than Neil Pert. It ain't easy being cheesy. Which okay, in fairness, this is more, second. yeah, because this isn't really what we, what you described. That's more of a cocaine user. Yes. You know what? I'm going to say that I didn't steal this then because, okay, a couple of things here. We see Chester Cheetah in like some sort of, it looks like pro, like a, a really terrible apartment, like yeah. a flop house. He's got a big stereo. He's listening to Rush. This, so did this actually air on TV and they just bleeped out the F word? I think so. Yeah. And, but they released these, I guess, on, uh, on YouTube with the full F word. But yeah, that, this is the thing. I don't get cocaine. I get total yeah, he's, heroin he's vibes. So, like he's so he's, chilled out. This isn't at all. This is a bad. I'm better than. I'm gonna say it, I'm funnier than Seth MacFarlane and I more agree. talented all around and a song and dance man myself. Um, <laughs> I just think that like you. I mean, I guess we all have our own interpretation, but like he's it's you he don't get seem coked you don't up. get coked up vibes from him. No. You get 
cool man yeah what is what are they doing yeah, here pay, pay attention what Seth are you McFarlane? doing here okay you know what i don't feel so bad anymore because i thought for sure I, that, that was going to expose me but no that, that's not that's not what i was doing Head council, it's jingle time. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve. Listener Mike here calling in with another jingle. Uh, the most recent episode of the show in which Andrew uh, dug up a bunch of commercials from his Childhood Summers got me thinking about some commercials from my own childhood. So uh, this one is uh, for a toy called Sockum Boppers, hmm. which is basically like an inflatable set of boxing gloves uh, that kids would use to pummel each other with. I, I was never allowed to actually own them. I don't know why. But, uh, okay, here goes the jingle. <clears throat> Sock em boppers, sock em boppers, more fun than a pillow fight. Blow em up, put your hands inside, get ready to have the time of your life. Sock em boppers, sock em boppers, more fun than a pillow fight. Alright, that's all I got. <laughs> I have no recollection of sock and boppers. This product is bananas. This product feels to me like it's one click away from bag of glass. <laughs> the old SNL skit. The old skit. SNL skit. It's you they literally are just like they're they're like boxing gloves, but they're huge. And they're you blow them up. You yeah. inflate them and then you stick your hands in them and then you just Beat the shit out of your friends, and that's the whole game, and that's what the whole ad is. <laughs> now, in this ad, I, I will hit, we'll hit play on it in a second. Then I'll say because it almost looks like two of them have on sockum boppers, and one of them doesn't. And the two kids with the sockum boppers are beating up I the think unarmed they all have kid. Them. Okay, good. That would be better. Let's take a listen to this. Sock boppers, boppers, more fun yeah. than a pillow fight. Blow them up. Put your hand inside. Get ready to have. Sockum boppers are soft, safe, fun. Sockum boppers. <laughs> oh my god. Um, like the, yeah, no, they're all armed just in that. Getting kid, like the idea of like here, here, kids, mm -hmm. blow these up, put your hands inside. Now, get into a mental state where you're just like wildly punching and swinging at each other. And then tell me that that's not going to devolve into an actual fist fight. Although maybe it's better to like at least take control of it. Cause I remember that's the logic of the purge. When Tony and I, my friend, my childhood friend Tony, like you know, we were making our own toys like this, and we were always making weapons, and then we would try to make them safe for us. <laughs> But we never had enough. Like, we made these swords one time. I remember spending a weekend at his house in Valley City and in, in his dad's garage. He had some sort of metal poles. I don't know if it was, like, was it rebar. I feel like there was even some edge to it or something. Oh, my God. And the, we wrapped them in foam. We treated that. They were like, okay, let's make our swords, right? This is Tony's idea, I'm sure. And he's like, oh, let's make our swords. And so we, like, kind of wrapped these metal poles in foam. And then we would have sword fights. But, like... I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure at some point I ended up crying because I'm like, you didn't put enough foam on that, yeah. you son of a gun. I mean, I don't care what something is wrapped in or inflated to. Um, anything with enough force or at close enough range right. will hurt somebody. But that's why I'm saying that like sockum boppers are at least better than a metal pole vaguely wrapped in homemade foam like at the, least you're making the same arguments of like <laughs> for like legalized guns <laughs> and uh and the purge and like it's better if we have like a 
a version that like we can all agree on that's like even though it's bad it's like less bad than the worst outcome i feel like you're not hearing me all i'm saying is the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a sock and bopper <laughs> is a good guy with a sock and bopper I'd never heard of these before, but no, Mike... No, they're not familiar to me at all. Mike put in his note here, I thought for a while that I'd been Mandela-affected on this product because I remembered it as Sockenboppers, as we just heard, but I kept seeing them referenced online as Soccer Boppers, and it turns out the toy was marketed and sold under both names, so I haven't lost my mind just yet. And I found a Soccer Boppers uh, commercial, and they didn't really? change the jingle at all. They just changed it to Soccer Boppers. I wonder if it was regional if they're know. just like the Sockham Boppers aren't I wonder if Rock'em Sockham Robots was like lawsuit. I wonder too. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, like because when I saw this, I was like, are you thinking of uh, Rock'em Sockham Robots? Which I never had those. That's like one of those things that's like it predates me by just enough that I yeah. so, sort of felt like it was constantly referenced in pop culture when I was growing up, but I never saw anybody who had them, I don't think. No, they're a little bit too old for us to have been possess to possess a new one or to have really known anyone for whom that was like their main toy um i mean they're cool looking toys but i bet they did not i bet they were not that durable you can sell anything you can sell anything genevieve you're chicken sitting you gotta go look at some chickens i do need to go try to try to feed those well i don't need to feed the chickens i just need to steal their eggs wow Really painted yourself as <laughs> the antagonist of this story. I don't know. They want you to take them, I guess, or they don't. I don't know. I'm supposed to go take the eggs. Just go look at the go look at the chickens. Make sure. While okay. I do that, why don't you, the listener, call us at 607-444-5597. Leave us a jingle. Leave us a message, um, or you can email us at after these messages show at gmail. And we have a Facebook page. We do have a Facebook where page where Genevieve will be posting all of the links that we uh, to the commercials that we talked about in today's show. There was something that we clicked on before that I said, "Oh, maybe we should make that the um, the little show pic." Because I was trying to describe something, and I wasn't doing a good job of it. But yeah, doesn't matter. I'll let <laughs> I'll let you do that. I'll just stay in my own lane over here. Everybody, uh, hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, so, hey, hey.